The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. On to that one nothing lead over the Rays. Thank you, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, one hit, one RBI on the home run. Everybody else, 0 for whatever. 0 for 1, 0 for 2. Donaldson got hit by a pitch. He's 0 for 0. Still struggling. But Frankie Montas is rolling along right now. Rolling along. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Mets and Nats are tied at three as the Nats bat in the top of the third. All right. So uh, that's what's going on with our local baseball teams. Now I'm going to uh, say hello to a good friend of mine. He is the state senator of uh, New York's 36th State Senate District, which covers the Bronx neighborhood of Norwood, Bedford Park, Williamsbridge, Co-op City, Wakefield, and Baychester, and the Westchester City of Mount Vernon. I felt like I was a conductor on the, um, you know, on, on the train line up there. He is Jamal Bailey. Hey, Jamal, what's happening, my friend? Larry, Larry Legend, brother. It's great to be on. Thank you for having me on, on this beautiful Sunday. How's everything with you? Everything is great, my friend. Everything is great. I'm here. I'm, I brought you on to answer some questions, okay? Because and, and listen, listen, this is great for you. No, no political stuff at all. We're just, we're just chatting. No interviews. Not, not trying to see what you did. You do a great job up in the 36th state senate district. I know that's good. So we don't have to talk any politics. So I'm going to start. Where do you want me to start? Baseball, basketball, or football? If I just want to segue with Serena, the greatest okay, of all ahead. time. I just, I just, want, I just want to make sure that 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 as as a sports fan, as a father of daughters, as, as someone who has always um, respected and appreciated the artistry of professional athletics, that Serena Williams, even in defeat, has shown why she is the greatest tennis player, in, 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 in my opinion, the greatest athlete of all time, based upon her her incredible performances this 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 past time at the, at the U.S. Open. She's always rose to the occasion. So I just want to make sure I, I start out with making sure we show some love to, to the GOAT, Serena Williams. I, I, I wanted to start there. You can take it wherever you want to take it, Larry. You can do it like that. All right, Jamal, and, and let's follow up on that for a second because I think when you talk about GOATs, there's actually two categories, right? Because she was able to do this in an individual sport, along with, along with her sister with the doubles, but primarily in an individual sport, right, where, you know, uh, you got no, there's no blame. You can't look around at a teammate. You can't look around at somebody else. It's on you. When you don't produce, when you don't come through in the clutch, when you don't play well, you got nobody to, to answer to but yourself. So I think that adds an even different dynamic to what she's been able to do throughout her career. Absolutely. I, I think that when you think about um, the individual accountability that she's had to have over the course, the dedication that she's had to have in terms of training, where she's come from, Compton, California. Um, Compton, California traditionally has not produced um, such largesse in, in, in terms of tennis players. Um, and, I, and I think that you give the credit to her, to her family, to her father, um, you know, and, and, and to her mother and to her entire family for, for continuing to, uh, to keep them on the straight and narrow path to make sure that they could develop those, those incredible natural abilities into what we've seen today, the greatest of all time. All right, now, Jamal, when you were, you know, just a young lad up at the PS83 in Morris Park and MS181 in Co-op City, played a little, little league on Sundays and stuff, you know, um, Met or Yankee fan, I'm going to ask you from both standpoints, as you look at what's going on with this Yankee ball club right now, how, how frustrating is it? 
How, how do you, how do you, oh. as a sports fan, how, how do you figure out when this changes? As a sports fan, I, I, I look at it, you know, perplexingly because the Yankees did did go out, get out to a really hot start. Um, uh, there was conversation about was this going to be a team that rivaled one of the Joe Torre era core four Yankees, and Aaron Judge was, and it consistently is, um, I'm, I'm, you know, in my opinion, the, the best player in the American League. Um, and he's been doing a great job. But as a Mets fan, I, I, I gotta say, Larry, I'm I, I'm I'm not as. Oh, that's a bad sound. When you hear that, that means that the state senator has been disconnected. So we'll we'll dial him back up, and we'll get his thoughts on uh, what's going on with the Mets and Yankees and some other things. He is such a an avid sports fan. I love talking to him about different things. Want to get his perspective as well. Uh, but listen, you know, as a Met fan, I bet I know what he's going to say. He's happy with what's going on here. Okay, he's got to be. This is a team that has this is a team that finally no money was spared on, right? Finally, they went out and they got the players that they needed to to do what they're doing. And listen, when I heard that uh Max Scherzer got 40 plus million, I was I was like, "Wow." That's a lot of money. <laughs> so, Jamal, when I heard that, that Max Scherzer got $40 million for a couple of years, I'm like, boy, I tell you, I love broadcasting, but, you know, I could I wish I could have fired up my left hand, my, my left arm to get some pitches going forth when I was younger. Great money if you can get it. I had the honor, actually, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a big-time Mets fan. Maybe that's why the uh, the sports radio guys cut me off for a second. <laughs> um, I, I, had, I had the amazing honor. I got to throw out the first pitch. At a, at a at a Mets Marlins game this year, and you, you talk about a lifetime dream. You talk about something that um you know when you when you play club baseball, when you play Babe Ruth in little league, and you can throw the ball. I got some pop in the bat, but I, I was never going to be a, be a professional athlete. To be able to uh, get to the mound and throw it from sixty feet six inches to my dad, my OG, my original battery mate, uh, it was an incredible. Incredible um, experience. I can't throw it like Max or Jake or or, or, or Eddie Diaz, but um, you know, I, I, even at 40 years old, which I just turned last week, um, I, I'm able to. I was able to to uh, to get to get it over the plate. So I was extremely happy and honored by the Mets organization to to allow me that opportunity this this past year. Uh, you didn't bounce in that, did you? Oh no! I you know there there is there is uh, there's footage. That you can find on my social media pages to, to to show that not only did I reach the plate, I was a little uh, I was a little uh, little little excited. It was a a little up in the zone as a, as it would say, but hopefully uh, it had some movement. And if there was a batter, they hopefully they would have chased it, and I I would have got the, the strike three on it. Jamal, as a Met fan, how, how when you look at this team, this is such a different. It's such a different not only team, but it's such a different philosophy. And I hate just bashing the war ponds, but so let's just put it this way. It's a different style, right? It's a different it, – it, it's nice to be in a scenario where you hear that free agents are available. And, Jamal, you know your team finally has a chance to get one of them. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, and, and you're surprised when you don't get someone. Like we were surprised as Mets fans when we didn't get George Springer. Um, everything worked out for the better, but you're, you're in the hunt with every, every person that comes on the market – and you know, and, and Steve Cohen and his team—they—they've they, done a fantastic job. Um, and but at the end of the day, in Buck we trust that this man knows the rule book like no one else. He understands 
rhythm. He 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 he's a he's a great blend of new school and old school manager. He understands the Saber metrics, but he manages by his gut when he when he needs to. And and I think that um, you know knowing some having someone that not only knows the rules but knows his players is critical. Um, and and this two game lead that we have right now, it would bother me if it was only two games and we had somebody else at the helm. Two games doesn't bother me when we've got Max, Jake, Diaz, and Buck at the helm. I, I think we're going to be okay. So, voice of New York State Senator Jamal T. Bailey, and he's joining me, Larry Hardesty, here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Jamal, let's talk a little basketball. I'm sure there was a lot of folks talking to you about Donovan Mitchell, the possibility of Donovan Mitchell coming to the Knicks, uh, what that would have meant. How do you think the Knicks handled this? You know, I, I I wanted Donovan Mitchell to come to to the Knicks. I've been a fan of his since he was in Louisville. You know, uh, he's a Mets fan, so so obviously it's always it's always good to have someone who rides out with the Mets. Um, but but ultimately, um, this front office is showing restraint. This front office is valuing the pieces that it has and the draft picks that it has. And and and, and Danny Ainge was was looking for another King's ransom like he got for Gobert in Minnesota. And this front office stuck to its guns and, 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 and offered what they thought was a fair deal, and they were able to walk away from the table when they didn't believe that it was that, that, the, uh, that it was fair. Um, again, I would have loved to have Mitchell here, exciting player, 25 years old. With, um, I believe he has significant uh, you know, potential to get even better. But um, I'm happy with the squad that the New York Knicks are going to be rolling out next month, and, and I'm excited to see them play. Are you concerned that this kind of, though, as Stephen A. Smith mentioned, furthers the narrative of, of you know, big players, the Knicks don't end up with really big-time players? That they, they, they do a decent job in trying to bring players in. And, and, you know, listen, we got Tom Thibodeau, who's not going to be confused with playing the kids and rolling the basketballs out. He's going to go with his veterans, but – uh, nevertheless, it's it's another situation where okay, there was a big name player that you end up you had an opportunity to get, but you didn't get them. Well, I, I think that this this falls into uh, one of the one of the favorite narratives of Knicks for clicks. If the Knicks do something, um, no matter what it is, it's going to be much maligned. If another team does the same exact thing as as the Knicks do, they're going to be heralded for it. Um, for example, um, you know, the backcourt of Jalen Brunson and, and Donovan Mitchell would have been a diminutive backcourt. But Cleveland does it, and it's a genius idea. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about how we continue to, 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 get this, to get this reputation. Ultimately, my faith is in the front office of the New York Knicks um, with, with, with Leon Rose and, 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 the folks, and the folks there around him. They understand player development. Um, they understand drafting. They understand fit and mold and, and it's not just it's not it's just not nba 2k you can't just get a bunch of 99 players and put them together and expect to win you've got to find fit you've got to find um chemistry and i think that these young boys i think they really enjoy playing with each other you see some of their off-season workouts um jalen brunson throwing oops to obi Toppin and and quickly in the same places and i think that they're going to gel even more and i think that they're going to surprise some people this coming year larry i really do uh, Jamal, football-wise, what are you, Jet or Giant fan, or neither? Uh, I, I like the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been big into the NFL recently, but you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm emerging back out fr- from there, and uh, you know, and I'm seeing what I wonder what Daniel Jones is going to do in this last year. That's that, that's that's the biggest wonder for me. All right, so what do you think? What do you think of your your 
quarter is is he your franchise quarterback? Let's begin there. You know he 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 has the tools on paper, right? And, and we see and you know uh, glimpses of flashes of brilliance from from uh, from Daniel Jones. He's mobile, has a great arm, and can get out, can make plays out of the pocket. But I, I just wonder is is he someone who is is he going to be able to turn it on when it matters? Um, he he has the physical tools. Um, I, from from what I see, I, he just he just hasn't seemed to click. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, also, you know, a good quarterback needs a, a stronger running game and an offensive line, and he hasn't had always had that. So, I hold out hope that he can. The Larry Hardesty Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. On ninety eight seven ESPN. Hope you got your shopping done. Boy, you're pushing it to the ends. I used to be like that. I used to be struggling trying to figure out what I'm getting, and, and the lines were like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, I can't believe there's so many people out doing this last-minute job. I thought, you know, although I have seen a bunch of Amazon trucks going up and down the street, so I know people are doing that as well. But it's just, listen, wherever you are, I hope you and your family have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever applies. And, uh, you know, we thank you for listening to us here on 9870 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Get your thoughts on Steve Popper and the Knicks. I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm fascinated by what this Knicks team could be. Okay? Uh, are they a top five team in the, in, in the East? Absolutely not. To be honest, they're not even the top 16. They happen to be hot right now. But you look at this roster, they are not a top 16. If this team has the opportunity to make a play-in spot, and once again, I'm basing this on the roster they have right now. And I get, as Popper mentioned, that there could be some other moves, where whether it's you know they're going to move Fournier, you know they're going to move Cam Reddish, what are they going to move him for? I was a little surprised that he mentioned that uh, they're getting more calls about quickly and maybe interested in moving him uh, because he really hasn't played that well this season. I wouldn't think they were still getting calls about quickly, but now the way he's played over the past couple day, past couple games, I would understand why they would have that. But you know, so based on where they are right now, this is not a top six team in the East. I mean, come on, it's not, it's not. But if they can find a way to get to the play-in, because for me, they took a step back last season. So for them to get back into the postseason and then the next step would be to get into the postseason and win uh, win a game, win a series, do something, okay, that would be where you would grow and then you could start to see, okay, where do they go from here? The question becomes, by them playing like this, does that mean that they're buying into Thibodeau? And is that good long-term? Or does that mean, well, for the short term, this is the coach you got. Ride with him until, because he had a five-year deal, you still got this year plus two more afterwards. You know, what you, you're you getting a chance to see what you need to see. This is the year for him. If it doesn't work out or they don't meet the needs or the goals of what they're supposed to be, then you know what? We got to move on after this year. We'll bring some new folks in. So that's the question. Is it good the way they're playing? Absolutely, because you want to win. But for evaluation purposes, you know, you got to wonder, is it good long-term or good for right now? And for me, he should have been playing the kids. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. 
you know, all, you know, heartfelt blessings to you and your family from my family. Always a pleasure talking to you. Got a lot of love for you. You know that. Same here, and my also brother. also blessings everybody else, too, you know, specifically, you know, the close-knit family, Papa Large, Trey, Chris, even my man Big Trev from the Vernon. I can't believe he hasn't called in with the Lions yeah, actually being yeah. relevant. <laughs> I hope he's all right. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Big Trev, my man. Keep that gout. Keep that gout under control, baby. All right, listen. I called about the, the basketball, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get to that in a hot second. But I just got to be honest. This is my last Jets call because, you know, it, 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 the topic is, is, is overwhelming. You know, and I love Ira to death. I've been listening to Ira for years. But, like, Ira, you know, listen, bro, <laughs> that Saturday when I called and I said the Jets are going to rule the day that they drafted um, Wilson over Fields, <laughs> you were like, and I quote, I don't care about Fields, Lawrence, anybody. Zach Wilson's the one I want. I bet you care now, brother. Sometimes we got to actually watch them college football games before we start talking about which quarterbacks we like. You know, uh, the Jets are just an absolute mess. And then at a certain point, you know, it just becomes like, you know, it, 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 it's too much, man. You know, they the problem with the Jets is not individual people, players, or anything. It's the whole function. I mean, if Woody Johnson's going to be in on who the quarterback is that's getting drafted, that's not going to go well. You know, G- GM getting a six-year deal. And then Richard was speaking to Gordon earlier, and he was talking about how they got uh, Salah into Aaron Boone role. He's 100% right about that. But the only problem with that is Aaron Boone has actual talent to work with. Mm-hmm. Salah's well on his way to getting fired. You know that's coming. And, and I feel bad for him. He seems like he's a really good guy. But when you saw Doug Peterson versus him in that game the other day, I mean, you want to talk about a mismatch? And if there's anything Joe Douglas has done that's been absolutely horrific, besides the, the Beckton stuff and dra- drafting Wilson and not getting the offensive line together, Doug Peterson's out there looking for a job. You don't even place a call, brother. I mean, like, who the hell do you think you are? But anyway, that, that's it for me with them. I, I can't deal with them. And guess what? Kirk Cousins, you guys are talking about the Jets are lucky that they didn't get Kirk Cousins. I'm pretty sure if you ask Kirk Cousins, he's pretty saying, I'm lucky to not be in that mess. <laughs> but tomorrow, we got a nice game, right? We got yes. a game at noon at the Garden, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You know, Knicks are playing well. Knicks mm-hmm. are playing well. Kids turnaround has been impressive. I, you know, I, I can't deny it. Mm-hmm. And you also see now why they didn't want to give up Grimes. I mean, yeah. listen, like the guy said you were talking to, if you're going to go down with the ship, go down shooting with your own guns. You know what I'm saying? I hate not yep. to use that term. I know we don't use those terms anymore. Right. But you right. know what I mean. I you, know, I you know, you go down doing what you need to do. Now, when I'm looking at the Sixers, because, you know, that's my, 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 my primary focus on this game. I mean, Joel is Joel. He's averaging 33, 10, and 4. You know, Milton and Melton, they've played well. Tobias Harris is Tobias Harris. I mean, you know, I really don't really care for him too tough. But now I notice that Harden has transitioned from being a shooting guard to being the point guard for the team. And you hear a little rumblings about people about how they would want Maxie when he comes off an injury to go to a six-man role. To me, that makes absolutely no sense. Let Harden stay being the, the um, point guard, the distributor, give you 20 points and 10 assists a game. There's, there's use in that in the NBA. And now what you could do with Maxie is you could let him play free. He could be that small shooting guard. You know, not to say he has a similar game as Iverson, right. but, you know, Aaron McKee did the dirty work and Iverson was allowed to score. And we've seen it in the NBA before. There can be a guy who's six foot three or six foot two who averages 25, um, 24 points a game, not only just Iverson, you got to remember, and I know he was blackballed and people don't like to talk about him a lot, 
But Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was a bad boy. You understand what I'm telling you? And I can see Maxie slipping right into that role. But the best part is we got a game we could watch where you don't come in and you're looking at the Knicks like, all right, they can't be competitive here. A deal is coming. Brunson has been absolutely phenomenal. And it's a team you can be proud of again, bro. Yeah, it is. And thanks for the phone call, Buddha, and happy holidays to you and your family. It's it's a team that is competitive and entertaining. And and they have a chance to win games. And that's all you really want, right, compared to the way they've been. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a team that can win some games. That's entertaining to watch. And part of it is because Thibodeau finally learned and he's agreeing to play some of these young kids, which we've been trying to get him to play for a while. Now, I don't know. You know what's going to happen. I don't know uh, how long this is going to ride because I'm sure Derrick Rose is like, hey, come on, man, when am I going to get a chance to play again? Now, he's he's doing the right things. And listen, it's, it's hard for you to complain about playing time when your team is winning. All right? And I'm sure he wants to – I mean, come on, he wants to play. Okay, he didn't come here to sit. But when you're playing as well as this team has played – and you, you've got a defensive mentality, a defensive identity, and it's working and you're winning, I mean, you've you got to be able to, you know, you have to be able to continue to keep going what you're going. And we talk about coaches not making adjustments. Well, you can't say that about Thibodeau. He made the adjustment. He went to the nine-player rotation, and it's paid dividends. Richardson, Florida. Hey, Richard, you're next on 98.7. Richard? Yeah. You there? Hello. Yeah, hello. Yes, I'm right here. Okay, got you. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, well, we're on the air. Hey, sorry. Hey, I, I just thank you for taking the call, man. That was a heartbreaking giant game. But I have to say, by now, if people aren't a believer in Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley moving forward, I don't know what else those boys can do. I mean, they played their hearts out under pressure, big, big plays, big moments. I mean, what else can they do other than surround them with better players next year, correct? I mean, you're, we're not moving on from those guys, right? No, I don't think so. Well, there's some you're moving on from, Richard. Thanks for the phone call. And and the question is going to be, uh, what do you do with Saquon Barkley? I mean, he's going to want to – I would think he's going to want a multi-year deal. Do you bring him back? Do you franchise him for a year? I mean, what do you do? I would think that you're bringing, I mean, you got to bring Daniel Jones back. Okay? You got to. He's earned it. And and so has Barkley. I just don't know that um, at the running back position, I don't know that you say, okay, we can do that multi-year deal for him. I don't know. He's played well. He, he's been your offense. He's done everything you can ask of him, as has Daniel Jones. I mean, let's face it. You wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley from the offensive side. You wouldn't be. You would not be in this position. So that's the bigger question for me is of the players they move on from, I think there's a bigger chance that they move on from 
Saquon Barkley than they do Daniel Jones because they may believe that they can get a running back, maybe not the talent, but with the speed, that they don't have a better chance of getting a running back to fit their scheme than a quarterback to fit their scheme. Okay, they may feel that way. And only they know. And and the jury's still not. And then they could bring them both back. It's a possibility. I'll tell you one thing. Both of them, both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, have made this decision very tough for Joe Shane and the Giants front office. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.